Okay, okay, I got you, got you, got you. Ready to go. Come on, Bush. You've got this. You've got this. You've got this. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the A to Z of Everything. Andy Bush here, joined by Louise Maloney. We are good to go. And as ever, we're preparing to dive around the alphabet and chronicle everything in life in alphabetical order, but kind of not order, really, because we're drawing from the bag of destiny and picking out random letters, a.k.a. letters that are drawn onto stones uh, and then choosing the letter that way. We've got a bit of business to deal with, though, Louise, haven't we, before we get going into uh, this episode? Mm, We definitely do. We have... okay. You'll have heard from him before. His name is Dane. His name is Dane Smith. And he produces the podcast. Bush and him have never actually met. But um, he is our What do you mean? I've met him loads of times. You do this every time. Every time, Lomo. I've met him loads of times. He's a good guy. He's. We love Dane. And he, he is going to come on a later episode again because I just get so much... I just get such a kick out of him, Bush. So he he edited the last episode, isn't that correct? Which was yes. uh, Jay. Um, one of the first things I brought up was jacuzzis, thinking, are they just disgusting cesspits of, you know, germs or are they kind of sexy? As you said, they make you feel a bit maybe vulnerable when you're at a, a neighbor's house and the jacuzzi comes out and a couple of glasses of Prosecco. But Dane got in touch with us about his own personal jacuzzi story. And I'm going to hand that story over to you, Bush. Uh, this is amazing. Now, normally what will happen is Louise and I will get like a technical email from Dane with like, oh, do you want to adjust this level? Or we're going to yeah. move that around? Or kind of like top, top level stuff mm-hmm. about strategy and how the podcast sounds. Even though by listening to it, you think, really? Do they think about it that much? But it's true. <laughs> uh, so I was I opened the email from Dane today thinking, well, that's going to be uh, m- more kind of technical stuff. Uh, but it's not. It's something totally different. It's all about jacuzzis. Here's what he says. He says, hi, guys. On the jacuzzi front... I have just got to get this out there. Years ago, when my parents divorced, my dad was dating an older, rich widow lady. She had a jacuzzi in her back garden, and they spent so many nights shagging in there over the summer, he developed... (laughs) He developed a full-body rash. Uh, One day, he goes over without telling her he was coming, and she was in the jacuzzi with her 18-year-old nephew, and they were both naked. So he decided he had to leave her and give up the cashmere sweaters and expensive watches she was giving him every other week. The whole thing's really put me off jacuzzis for life. (laughs) I mean, from the very first line of that story, I'm in. I'm, I'm just so in. So, yes, I... I'm I'm shocked, oh. and I had I had some follow up questions, as you know. Um, right, so yeah. I, w- I went straight back, and I was like, "Okay, what does this mean? <laughs> what do you mean she was in the jacuzzi with her nephew? What what was the story there? Were they boning?" And he came back and said. Go on, Bush, can you read the response? Dane's response is, apparently she denied it and said it was perfectly normal for them to skinny dip together. (laughs) Uh, I think my dad was convinced that they were boning. Yes, he confirms. (laughs) What a a murky story that is. I love every element of it so, so much. What do you think? So he obviously got the rash because he's not the only one that was in that jacuzzi secreting various liquids from his body. I mean, I don't don't want this podcast to get too kind of mucky too quickly. I mean, it normally gets there in the end, but but still, you know, having, you know, relations like that in 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 water... Could, it's problematic in itself, right? Surely? It really, really is. And I and I didn't mention this week, but I thought about it this week. And that was, you know, we love an old myth, a school myth that we used to believe when we were in school. And the myth urban when myth. I was... Urban myth. And the myth when I was in school, Catholic school, obvs, 
was that you could get pregnant from getting in a jacuzzi. Did you ever hear this, Bush? I heard it about swimming. I think there was a swimming-related thing about uh, getting pregnant and loose seats as well. Okay, cool. So basically, the rule was in our school, never get in a jacuzzi because semen can live in a jacuzzi. (laughs) Last week, jizz. This week, semen. Semen can live at that temperature because it's like warm and it doesn't die. So it can, it, can swim ar- it can swim around in the jacuzzi just like it does in a man's sack and then it can swim up you if you get in the jacuzzi and thus you become pregnant. Do you know what? If you, if you listen to this now and you're thinking, do you know what? That's kind of it for me with this uh, episode. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to leave it there. That's absolutely fine and we won't think any less of you. It has got incredibly murky incredibly quickly. A little bit like um, Dane's dad's other halfs, bit on the sides, jacuzzi. Yeah, I mean, I'm never getting in a jacuzzi again, having heard that story. And what you just said about, you know, jizz. I think they swim around in there. I think they have a great old time for like way longer than they should. I'm just putting it out there. And I think Dana sort of, you know, backed that up with his father's all over body rash. Oh, the all over rash is just the icing on the cake. Actually, you know, thinking about the whole sperm thing, just for a mm. second, right? So, you know, like sperm is kind of, what well, only one gets through to the egg, right? The yeah. other's just wasting their time. Mm-hmm. At least if they are out there in a jacuzzi, <laughs> you know, uh, Dane's dad's, you know, seed, at least he's getting a swim around and maybe having the life that they never would have had if they, you know, were not the lucky one to fertilise an egg. Yeah, like I wasn't actually thinking about Dane's dad's <laughs> sperm specifically. But you've really put a picture on that, so thank you for that. And yeah, if they go. are just wasted, they may as well just, you know, fill your boots, as they say, have a little swim, have a little Terrible holiday phrase. that you could... <laughs> Terrible phrase in in conjunction with that. I'm so sorry. What what uh, what what a, a, a hard start to the uh, podcast sorry. this has been. Yeah, let's lift let's lift the bar now, Bush. I think we've we've we started low and let's go high now. Okay. Well, uh, jacuzzi was obviously playing on my mind from last week's episode, Jay. And there was another thing as well that was was playing on my mind was your outrageous uh, assertion that. Um, Converse All Stars are classified oh, no. as slippers uh, as, a, as a way of getting some kind of tax loophole. I've done a bit of research on it, and this is what I found, right? So, Louis said last week that, um, yeah, the, the, the soles of Converse All Stars are purposely super thin so they can be classified as slippers and they pay less tax on them, or something like that. Anyway, it says because the felt covers a majority of the sole, according to the US government, Converse All Star sneakers are classified as slippers, yes! which results in a far lower tax that is applied upon imports. And you thought you were wasting your time every week with me. You thought I had nothing to bring to the table. Look at this. What about that? I mean, I I went online like Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote, thinking, right, I'm going to get her on this. Let's get some evidence. (laughs) Typey, typey, typey. And then would you believe it? You're actually, there's some truth in it. I I, I literally can't believe it. And I think it's the same with Jaffa Cakes, cake versus biscuit. I think that's the whole thing behind that as well. So uh, you are uh, an idiot savant in many ways, uh, Lomo. So well done for that. Uh, should we get Should we get on with this week's episode though, and Let's see what you it. come out with this this time round? Uh, we drew from the bag of destiny in last week's episode. Things beginning with B. Things in life beginning with B, and that is what this episode is going to be all about. Let's take it away in the A to Z of everything. This is stuff beginning with B. <laughs> I'm going to kick it off, Bush. Um with something that I think is completely overrated and something that I don't actually enjoy, but the whole rest of society seems to love and enjoy and really go headfirst into, okay? Jesus, I need to be careful. Loads of people wondering what this is, beginning with B, what could it be? So, it's barbecues. Oh, a lot less kind of mucky than I was kind of thinking. Told you, I'm going to go high now for the rest of the episode. 
So the reason I'm saying this is because obviously, as you know, I'm quite picky about stuff in general. Uh, yes. Quite, quite a germaphobe. Um, I'm very conscious of like, not conscious of my diet, but I'm conscious of cleanliness and hygiene around food. And I just feel like you're putting your life in someone's hands when you go to their house for a barbecue. And the one thing that really freaks me out, chicken drumsticks. Like, are they cooked? Are they not? Are they a bit pink? Are they not? And don't get me started on sausages that are burnt on the outside and raw on the inside. I don't get it. I don't get the draw of a neighbor's barbecue. I don't get it, Bush. Please, like, do you agree? I, I totally agree because I I remember getting food poisoning from a burger when I was no. about 10, 10 or 11 years old. Me and, my, me and my brother did. We went to a, a burger bar in Tynmouth in Devon. And we got like, you know, kind of like a uh, old school kind of fairground burger from there. And we were both so ill. And, you know, like if you're listening to this and you've had food poisoning, it is the worst thing mm-hmm. in the world, isn't it? And it's weird that, I mean, I always have this thought as well, actually. I mean, I, I, from the point of having food poisoning when I was 10 or 11, it, it, it gave me like a real phobia of getting food poisoning and being sick and all that kind of stuff. So it really affected me. I didn't eat a burger for years. Oh. It probably didn't do me any, any harm, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm back on the burger firm now. Good. But um, it, it's weird, though, that you would then quite gladly hand over your health and hygiene to like someone who's not a professional chef doesn't really know what they're doing and you know we know what it's like with chicken drumsticks you, you cook them and think oh they're definitely done they've been in for 45 minutes stick a fork in like blood just pisses out of them I know. you know what I mean Bush it's really frightening and I I just can't get on board with it and you know I just but they're so popular and they're so popular with men men love a barbecue they love getting the tongs you know the apron on and the tongs in their hand won't see them in the kitchen but by god when a barbecue grill comes out they're all over it do i I, i've got into barbecue barbecuing only because we've got a guest barbecue which i know loads of people are gonna be going boo should be doing it with coals and all that kind of stuff but what i like doing is this is um cooking stuff outside on the barbecue not doing a barbecue but just cooking it on the barbecue then bringing it in why bush what is the what is the draw of that? Because you can do loads of like really smelly kind of meat stuff. And yeah. if you've got a vegetarian partner like I have, if I'm going to try and do like some it's a bit of steak or chops or whatever, I can do it outside on the barbecue and bring it in. And then there's no kind of like, oh my God, you stunk the house out with like a, a frying pan with a, a, a rump steak in it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, I kind of get that. If you're trying to like keep it away from Katie, I understand. But like at the same time, there's just something, something comes over a man when a barbecue comes out. And he just well, he likes to take over, and you know the way other men accumulate around the barbecue all to just look at the various meats that are that are being cooked. It's really, I'm sure people have written dissertations and theses about this because it's very fascinating. It's weird though, isn't it? You're right. There is a, like a, a male behaviour thing because you get a similar thing if someone's opened the bonnet of a car, they yeah. go and have a look. You know, let's check it out or something they're trying to fix. But I don't. You don't really see, and I'm not. I'm, try, I'm not generalising here, but you don't really see women doing a kind of let's have a look kind of thing you know women don't really hang out and allow someone else to kind of showboat in front of them but like take it all in women are kind of quite want to I guess do their own thing and do it their own way is that right? I think that's fair enough to say yeah I just don't think we get involved we're like we know that's being handled by one of us that's good enough we don't need to all stand around and have a conversation about it so we just let the one person get on with it but I do have to say I mean I love the ceremony of going to a barbecue. So if you said next summer, me and Katie are having a barbecue, I'd love going and having a drink and having maybe a bit of finger food. But when it comes to the cooking of the meats, absolutely not. In fact, when Tom and I are invited to a barbecue, I will always go get food on the way. Like I'll have a little sandwich or something on the way so I'm not hungry at the barbecue. Oh my God, so you get invited to a barbecue, but then you go and eat before the barbecue because you don't want to eat at the barbecue. Yeah, on the way, I'll always eat on the way there or I'll arrange a dinner for after. 
because then I just wow. don't have to eat eat at the eat the raw meats. And also, who knows how clean your friends are? Maybe they're like scratching their crotch and stuff or their butt, and then they're making your food. You just don't know. But like, what's your story when you go to said barbecue? Uh, you know, and then you, you you're refusing all the food that people are handing out. What, what do you say then, Louise? I look really fucking rude. I've got these two friends who live in Clapton, <laughs> Ben and Michael, and they do throw amazing barbecues. And I never eat anything. Do you know what I will have? I'll have a bit of halloumi that's been on the grill because that's just crazy. Cheese. And I'll eat all their crisps and all that kind of stuff. They're kind of used to me now. But definitely if I don't know the person I come across as like really rude and ungrateful, but I'm willing to take that chance. So you are a barbecue dodger? 100%. Overrated. Don't give me your burnt sausage. I've no interest. Thank you very much. Uh, please let Don't Give Me a Burn Sausage be the main quote that comes out of this week's podcast. Uh, how do you feel about it? Let us know on our Instagram at A to Z of Everything Podcast. Maybe you, you're you a fellow barbecue dodger or maybe you love barbecues and you don't know what the hell Louise is talking about. <laughs> uh, in the A to Z of Everything, beers for barbecue. Another food one actually to chuck in for B is bananas. Now I've got this thing at the moment where I've got I've got a twitchy eye. You know, obviously mm. I was ill last week. I, I feel like I'm going through a, an ill man phase at the moment. But have you ever had that when your eye starts to vibrate? Yes, 100%. It's the weirdest thing. And, you, uh, like, you know, I went to Ryman's earlier on to buy a couple of notebooks. You know, the crazy life I lead. But I felt like I was giving the, the person at the till kind of like a, you know, nudge wink. So I feel like I'm winking at people all the time. Yeah, so it's interesting, isn't it? I did look it up and apparently it's hormonal for women so it can get it around the time of the month and stuff like that. For you, right. though, Bush, I have no idea. I think it might just be fatigue, is it? Just pure fatigue. It's probably just a bit of pure, pure fatigue. But the reason I mention it in conjunction with B is that bananas are apparently supposed to be the cure for vibrating eye. Uh, have you heard that? No, I've heard they're like the cure for so many things. Is it because of the potassium in them, is it? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I don't, I, I'll give it a go. I'm just, I was just putting it out there. If it is a thing and it works, I'll try it because I'm sick of my eye vibrating. Just don't eat it on the podcast. I find it very difficult to make eye contact with someone who's eating a banana. I, I always eat mine with two hands and it doesn't look good. <laughs> also, would, <laughs> would you believe I've had two boyfriends in my life who have a bit of a banana phobia. Really? Yeah, two separate ones who just really, ugh, they'd like do the shudder and like, no, no, get it away from me, that type of thing. Two of them in my lifetime who had a banana phobia. I don't think it's as rare as we think it is. If you have a banana phobia, please do get in touch with us. A to Z of everything podcast on Insta or get in touch with Bush on the radio. Um, because I do, I do think, and I want to know what's behind it. Is it the phallicness yeah. of it? Is it the colour? Is it the taste? What is the texture? <laughs> it is quite gooey once it's in your mouth, isn't it? It is. It is. It, that's, that's a great bit of advice, Louise. It really, really is. Um, Look at Bush. <laughs> Jeez. He leads back and has a think. So what? Are bananas going in as a positive thing then? Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't know. I mean, if they if they can cure my vibrating eye, then yeah. then great. But yeah. now you've put banana phobia into my mind, maybe I won't have one for a little while. I, I bet it is. I'll tell you what I reckon it is for your, your two previous uh, partners who have who've had a phobia of it. Is it the stringy bits that come off... You know, you, get the, you can peel the main bit of the banana and you get the weird stringy dangly bits. Maybe it's that. What are they, Bush? I don't know. Has it got a name? Do you eat those bits? Well, I was eating them, but like now I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, in the A to Z of everything, B is 100% banana. B is also for your good self, Bush, because we had to okay. bring you up. We had to put you in. Thank you. I'm honoured. B is also for full bush. For what? What do you mean? What are you saying? Full bush. You know what full bush is? Is that an untrimmed downstairs person? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think... Women are under a lot of pressure these days to have a certain look and be a certain landscaped 
have a certain yeah. type of landscaping done. And I just think, F that. If you want to go full bush, go full bush. So it's twofold. One is for you, Bush, and the other is that I'm trying to associate you now with a full bush. Brilliant. What esteemed company I am in. That's uh, that really is. I'm well enough even just thinking about it. Because like, I'll be honest with you, right? Back in the day when I was like 12 or 13 and you're trying your best to, to watch a bit of blue... Mm. Uh, on TV, so that might be like a foreign movie on Channel Four in the evening. If you if yep. you're lucky enough to have a telly in your room or whatever, a lot of early bush that you would have seen back then was like um, like a bird's nest. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like poof, poof. Exactly, exactly how nature intended that full bush. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's come along. But now it's like if you've a full bush, it's like oh good god no. Now I did hear full bush might be coming back. Well, I mean, I, I remember I remember sitting watching Top of the Pops with my nan and the lady from Fairground Attraction. Do you remember the band? It's yes. got to be yeah, perfect. Uh, she had hairy armpits, and my nan was like, "I can't believe she's got she's come on national TV with hairy armpits." So it's like I feel I think you're right, and it's a good thing that there's been a bit of a a move away from women having to cut and strip and all that mm. kind of stuff, all, all mm. those natural things. Do you know what I mean? Bush, have you ever had your balls waxed? Oh my, where did that, where did that come from? Because I just want to say as a woman, you know, to go to the opposite of having a full bush is incredibly painful and you're really putting yourself out there, quite literally, and it's a lot of dedication to do that whole process. <laughs> and it's a lot, I'm just putting it out there. So that women go through a lot as it is and then we put that on top of it and I think maybe I'm drawing the line now. So uh, back sack and crack you're referring to there. Now I've never had anything anything like that done. It's, that just looks yeah. That looks horrendous. I mean, like just from a girl's perspective, it's like, do you go and get someone to do it for you, of course, or you can't do you do it, do it yourself? Because the angles you just couldn't even begin to even try to do it yourself. And so you literally have to go the in angles. and they go. I know, and they literally go, okay, everything off from the waist down, and you're like, Jesus Christ, like you're not even a doctor. <laughs> And then you sit on the thing and, and the poses you have to make with your body to, for them to do it. And they're just chatting away about like, what are you having for dinner? Where are you going on holiday this year? And you're like, you're seeing oh more my. than my partner does. And you are just yeah. getting in there with your gloves on and you're just, you know, really getting your hands dirty. I don't mean it like that, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they're just like going for it. They, so they can see what you've had for lunch, pretty much. They can see your innards. Wow. And then how much you pay? You pay like... You've had that, uh, tra- what is a traumatic experience. How much are you handing over? Well, you see, it's a bit like a manicure or pedicure. You can either go to the cheapy place down the road for 20 or then you can go to the really nice spa and get it done for 60 or 70. Either way, it's painful. Either way, I always take two Nurofen Plus and have a glass of white wine before each appointment. I think I'd have to have the same. It sounds it sounds uh, stressful yeah. and it sounds incredibly uh, expensive being a girl sometimes with some of the outlay for you guys. It's the pits. It's the absolute pit. Oh, well, there you go. In the uh, in the A to Z of, uh, of everything, in category B, B is for all different types of bush and maybe they're making a comeback. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, Direct people to the uh, Instagram there to uh, give us any intel. Thanks very much. I think we I think we get the message right. Then another B in the A to Z of everything I'd like to put forwards is baboons. Oh no, Bush! I hate them. Well, this is it. I, I like we used to live near Longleat Safari Park, so we used to go to the, you know one of those ones where you go round in the car. And they're like everywhere. I don't think they got baboons. I don't think the baboons are they like one of the ones that wander around. Maybe they are. I'm not sure. But they're the one with the exposed bottoms. Well, this is it. I like I like I like monkeys and that. And I like I think they're kind of cool and cute. And I love them in Disney movies and The Lion King and all that kind of thing. But I cannot abide by their backsides. Did you? Who did you? Go, who did you go to these things with, Bush? 
I used to go with like mum and dad and then uh, friends. We, we had a lads weekend a couple of years ago and we all went to Longleat Safari Park. That's weird. For a little day trip. Very weird. What? When you when you used to go with your mum and dad, like I find, like, is it not weird watching a baboon's butt with your parents like that? Yeah, it's kind of all, it's all hanging out. It's, it's like a load out. of, it looks like a triffid. Do you remember Day of the Triffids? Mm. Triffids, like weird, slightly multicoloured, multi-tonal arse with like tubes hanging out. I mean, like, I just think, you know, Mother Nature and, and, and the way that things have developed on this planet, normally such finesse and beauty and, yeah. you know, dolphins and, and um, you know, gorgeous birds, you know, hovering around the sky and then most of it looks the part. And you think, oh, they've, they've absolutely nailed that. And then you look at a baboon's arse and you think, what the hell, what the hell was nature playing at? But that's like a cruel joke, isn't it? What do you think is going on there? Like, do you think that's happened over evolution? Or do you think like there's a reason for it? There just doesn't seem like there should be a reason for such a repulsive view <laughs> at the back like that. Well, you would think over, you know, millions of years of evolution, like you say, they'd have sorted the arse bit out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, sort the arse, you know, strong arms, brilliant, can jump, can crack nuts, eat them, whatever they eat, nah. climb on top <laughs> of a, a Mondeo brilliantly at, a, uh, at one of them outdoor safari parks, but sort the arse out for crying out loud. And you know the way I always say to you, Bush, maybe I haven't said it on the pod, but I've said it to you before, that I think somebody has a fetish for everything in the whole world. Someone. No way. No Put your foot down there with baboons arse, are you? Do you think someone out there likes baboons' backsides? I'd say some sicko out there is into it, yeah. Okay, so you, there might be like a sideline in, you know, whatever you're into, whatever mm-hmm. floats your boat, but you might be you might be someone who likes to look at pictures of baboons' backsides and think, whoa. I just think it's a sick world, you know, and I just think someone somewhere probably has a, you know, penchant for that type of thing. Okay, well, let's leave that out there. I'm, I am going to push people towards the uh, the Instagram <laughs> account there because I know that you personally deal with it. So, yeah, do, A to Z of Everything podcast. Get in touch with Louise and chat further. And the A to Z of Everything, uh, B is for baboons and their ridiculous asses. B is also for... So, I love this from Andy James. And Andy says, bees. Bees are for bees. The greatest little creatures in the world. One third of the food we eat is pollinated by these little ladies. I do love a bee, Bush. Aww. I bloody love a bee. They're lovely, aren't they? Really nice. Uh, and I feel like they get a bit of a bum steer. Just mm-hmm. don't want to go on about bums too much after t- talking about baboons. But, you know, uh, the whole stinging thing. Yeah. Stinging shite. That's from wasps, isn't it? Wasps have ruined it for bees, really. They're like, a, it's like having a, a cousin or a mate you go out with a lot, always gets into fights in pubs. Do you know what I mean? That's what wasps are like in relation to bees. It's not really their fault. It's really not their fault. And they're so cute and furry. And obviously, they're endangered now. Oh, could we say that? Endangered? Is that fair? Are they endangered? It is. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that we are at very serious risk of, of not having any bees around anymore. And they do such an important job, don't they, in the ecosystem of this planet? Yeah, I feel like I need to know more. But I know during the summer, if if Tom and I saw a dying bee on the street, we'd give them a little sugar water or like, you know, put them to the side to make sure they were okay. So definitely trying to like, you know, protect the bees at all costs, one bee at a time. Do you know, I've seen people do that before and I've, I've seen it on like, uh, you know, uh, Instagram and, and TikTok and stuff where people will, will feed a bee some sugar water. I do, the, do what I do worry about is this, mm. right? Obviously yeah. bees are incredibly intelligent creatures and I do, I do worry that um, maybe they're putting it on to try and get some sugar water, <laughs> you know, doing the old shaky legs, Elvis leg trick. Oh, oh, you wouldn't do us a favour there, would you? And just give us a little bit of sugar water just to get me going again, would you? I'll be fine after I've got going. I mean, I love it. And I think it's... Is that your bee impression? Sorry, it's a terrible, that's a terrible noise. That was just me pretending to be a bee drinking some sugary water. 
If they are doing that, then they hats off. They deserve the sugar water. It's like, I think if anyone makes an effort to do something, right, and they make a really good effort at it, they should get away with it. So, for instance, I think if you manage to escape jail... I think they should just let you off. That's my whole thing with that. Okay, so if you get out, then you... you remember that lad who, uh, not that long ago, who... Oh, yeah. He disappeared from jail, and everyone was like, oh, my God, he's been he's gone for four days. Where's he, where's he gone? This jail in London. And he'd only gone, like, 200 yards. So it was a little bit disappointing, wasn't it? I know what you mean. They probably should have said, Very. well, he did escape, so you're... Technically, you're allowed to go, but you could have got a bit further away, mate. Do you know what I mean? I think if you put your effort into something... Not him now, we'll, we'll take him out of it, but, like... People like who really do proper escapes in US jails, if they manage to do it with all that security and barbed wire, just let them off. Like, they obviously really, really want yeah. to get out and they really tried their best and they're out <laughs> now. Just leave them, do you know? You so like Shawshank Redemption level That's of exactly escape. That's exactly what like I was Behind thinking. a poster and all that kind of thing. That's it. And, and climbing through all that shit. Do you remember that was, they had to climb through all yeah. those sewerage pipes. Um, and I just think if you're, if you're going to do, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go to those lengths, just let them have their life back. So if bees are just hassling us for some sweet, sweet sugar water. Let them have it. Like, let's just feed them the sugar water they need. Yeah, I mean, we, we play along with it. And you get to, at the end of the day, whether they are putting it on or not, the bees, don't you get to stroke them in your hand? And how often can you say you've stroked a bee in your hand? That's pretty nice, isn't it? And that fluff is so soft, Bush. I bloody love their little fur backs. Just love it, like. Love their little fur backs. <laughs> what a lovely quote. Uh, in the A to Z of everything, B is for bees. Uh, what, another one I've just got to chuck in because it's uh, a bugbear of mine. I've probably moaned to you about it before, Louise, uh, is B is for Bing, uh, the kids' TV show, uh, which is just the oh, worst. You've had a rough time. I, honestly, uh, I don't really know how to put it into words because I, I, I go on about it so much that um, we kind of can't have it on the house now because it, it makes me go into a bit of a rage. But Bing is a... He's a bunny, Bing Bunny, and he's got like a little group of like animal mates um, who were looked after by this little weird creature called Flop, who I don't really know what he is. He's like a weird... He's played by Mark Rylance, who's I a... I love uh, Mark Rylance. Yeah, yeah, he's Flop in the, the CBB's <laughs> Bing TV show, which you can't, I cannot believe that Rylance from Wolf Hall has put his... Bridge of Spies, Mark Rylance, has put his name to being Flop in, in the Bing cartoon. But the, the, the reason I like I hate Bing so much is that he's such a whiny little motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And what, what they're doing is they're teaching you kids to be moany that, without knowing it. Oh, dear, I've had an oopsie. Oh, no, I've fallen over. Are you okay, Bing? Oh, no, I've gone and had an ouchie. I don't like the fireworks. It's teaching you kids to be wimps and it needs to stop. That sounds incredibly annoying. So not only is it like infiltrating your house and you've got to listen to it, but then after it's over, your kids start playing up a bit shit like that then. I just couldnn't handle that, Bush. They, they, they learn to whine like Bing. Uh, in a, and, you know, if you listen to this and you have the same issue, do get in touch with us because it is, it's an epidemic. And the worst thing is, Bing's got a mate called Pando, who's a panda. Yeah. And his thing, um, and these are based on books, so it's not just like come out of nowhere, this cartoon. Uh, his thing is that his underpants keep falling down. Why? So, I, I don't know. He just walk, runs along and his pants keep falling out. I would say Pando's a bit of a pervert. Oh, my uh, yeah, go, God. Going on about, you know, bees earlier on and knowing what they're doing with sugar water, I think Pando's belt gets loosened by Pando, if we're completely <laughs> honest about it. And here's the other thing. I, I find it quite confusing in, in cartoons and, and stuff where uh, some animals can walk and talk like humans, but other animals can't. So you've got Bing, who's a bunny, and, and he's got, like, you know, his animal mates who all wear, like, trousers and shit. And then they were in the park the other day, and they stood in a dog shit. What, so 
those animals can walk around and wear coats and everything, mm-hmm. but then you've got one of them is around on all fours and will do a poo outside. What's all that about? But when you think about it, though, like, what's the crack with adults who write children's cartoons and stories like this? Like, back in the day, you understand they were all on acid. That's how the Magic yep. Roundabout was made. You know, obviously, uh-huh. off their tits, all of them, I get it. But, like, in 2023, who's writing that stuff? And where are their brains? And... How do they live their day-to-day adult lives knowing that that's their job? Well, I preferred the olden days where children's TV was mainly there to scare the life out of kids. You know, it was kind of scary, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. With like uh, Finger Mouse and Bagpuss and all these kind of terrifying things. Like now they're just doing, they're writing like stuff that is like, like Topsy and Tim. I bloody hate Topsy and Tim. Even though they're like a brother and sister and they're supposed to be dead cutie, I just wish the worst on them. And yeah. I, I feel that modern kids' TV, without sounding too much like a cantankerous old man, is bringing out the worst in me. Maybe I've just watched too much CBeebies, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people say that about Peppa Pig, don't they? That Peppa Pig is a terrible influence yes. on their kids, that they're rude and they call the granny smelly and stuff. And like The dads, they're the constantly dad. going about the dad being like a fat, lazy so-and-so. It's, it's absolutely, the guy's bullied, That's God bless him. terrible, Bush, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm not calling for a full uh, uh, moratorium on, on kids' TV, but I feel like we need to have a look at what, what our kids are watching these days. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. I think we just need to be much more careful. I just can't wait. If I have kids, I can't wait till we get to, like, the Harry Potter Disney stage that I can watch, like, proper, you know, not, like, baby stuff with them, but, like proper yeah. films with them. I think that's when it gets really cool. It's a long road to get there, Louise, in terms of watching a load of rubbish. And at some point... <laughs> you'll be watching baby TV and you'll feel like you've taken all the magic mushrooms. It's the weirdest thing on this planet. And probably like one or two in the morning. So sorry for the moan, but it had to go in there. In the A to Z of everything, B is for Bing. Uh, Anne has been in touch on the Instagram account and she has given us a good little list, right? I'm only going to focus in on one of these things, but I'll give you the list first. She has said Beatles, I presume she means the band, Uh, Bananas, which you've already given us, Books, very good one, Anne. Books, love it. Ben Folds Mm -hmm. 5, don't know what Ben Falls 5 is, but that's fine. That's Band. her own story. And then she has finished with breasts, which I have to say, wow. yeah, Anne, agreed. Breasts should go on the list. Yes. I mean, it's it's dangerous territory, for, obviously, for me to talk about this. as like a, a white man, a white nearly middle-aged, or probably middle-aged man. But uh, what would you like to say about breasts, uh, I Louise? just think they're great, and they're the giver of life, and they look good, and they seem to make men very happy. So why not stick them on the list? What a lovely conciliatory end to this week's podcast. I I won't argue with that. And uh, a big thank you to her for getting in touch. Uh, Thank you so much for all your brilliant suggestions this week in the category of B. It's time to delve once again into the bag of destiny and pull out a stone that's got a letter written on it that's going to tell us where we're going next week. Because like I say, this ain't alphabetical order. It's slapdash, but it works. Here we go. Right, delving in, I have pulled out a pebble with the letter T on it, Louise. Nice. We haven't done T, have we? We have terrible memories. We have terrible memories. We might have done tea. But either way, we need your suggestions. Things in life, beginning with tea, that maybe don't get the credit they deserve. So get in touch about that. Louise, please tell everyone what the Instagram account is. A to Z of everything podcast on Instagram. Uh, Bush, I will be looking for an in-depth update on the allotment next week, please. We haven't spoken about it in a while. Of course. Um, I want to know what you're growing, what phallic veg you are growing and why. 
And I'm very much looking forward to hearing all about that. <laughs> well, listen, what a, what a tease uh, that will whet people's appetites for the next episode of the A to Z of everything. This is a Curious Mole production. The brilliant Dane Smith and uh, his incredibly virile uh, Lothario of a father is our producer. And the music is by the brilliant Revolution Void. You've been listening to the A to Z of everything. We will see you next week. Louise, until then, goodbye. Bye, Bush. Bye, guys. Bye.